Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of pick it, handicapping, and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me, as always, is Mr. Andy Molitor. And it's weird. I mean, Andy claims to be a Minnesotan, but really, I don't think he's ever seen hockey. So we need help. We're in the middle of kind of the doldrums here. No NBA, but hockey persists. I mean, tee it up for us here a little bit, Mr. Rooney. I mean, where are we in the, in the hockey season? How much is left? When are the playoffs? What's going on? Playoffs start uh, right at the beginning of May, so we still got some time here. But after the All-Star break, we uh, trade deadline kind of comes up. I think it's kind of the end of this month, right in the beginning of March. So we're just kind of getting down to the home stretch. Pretty similar path to the NBA. I think it's always like about two weeks ahead of the NBA. So it's still some time, but this is this is the time for some teams to start beginning to push if they want to make a playoff run. Yeah, my main takeaway from the NHL over the last week is that they outdid the NBA on President's Day by managing to having, and college basketball, really, by managing to have day games. And whatever the people, you know, everyone has a different cast of characters they follow on social media. But the uh, particular ones I follow made the wrong bets on the day games because they were complaining a lot about the results from the uh, the early. I, one game was terribly early, like, well, so I think like it was Colorado Denver. and Boston started pretty early, and it's those day games. It's the same with the NBA on Christmas Day or on Martin Luther King Day. Like, it's hard to predict because when teams are out of their routine and playing, it's like when the the eleven thirty NBC game starts happening too on Sunday mornings. Like, you kind of know who's good, but you don't really know who's going to play well when they're that out of their element, when they're that out of routine. Because I feel like hockey is, as much as anything, a, a sport where those guys get into those routines. So you never know how people are going to react when they're uh, they're out of their their normal element. And, uh, I, and I feel like, yeah, Carolina too. Like, did they have two straight day games? Like, you can have a weird situation mm-hmm. like this. Yeah, Carolina, it was a shocking kind of loss yesterday, and we'll get into that. But uh, they kind of got forced into a bad schedule, and, and it showed yesterday. They kind of had laid a little bit of an egg against Alex's not great Philadelphia Flyers team. Uh, still came up with the win. I, it's hard to say it late in heck when they won. Every now and then. But uh, they, they kind of got outplayed, outshot, but they, they still managed to, to come away with a win in overtime there. But, yeah, that's, it's a team that kind of was was one of those teams that suffered from the consequences, even though they did manage to pull one out. Take a win any way we can get it. You mentioned the trade deadline. Is that a big deal in, in, in hockey? Like, again, I know in the NBA it's a couple days where almost every year there's a couple big pieces move. Mm-hmm. Excuse my ignorance. Has there been a big trade? Is there one on the horizon? There's there hasn't been one massive trade yet. The biggest one was at the beginning of the year when when Buffalo shipped Jack Eichel to Vegas. Uh, Jack Eichel made his Vegas debut a few days ago. It's it's weird with hockey. You can manipulate long term injured reserve uh, to to basically give yourself the 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 best kind of close to super team you can have come playoff time because the cap basically doesn't exist come playoff time. So to make room for Jack Eichel's you know nine or ten million dollar cap hit. The Golden Knights put their captain Mark Stone, who's making about nine million on long-term injured reserve. He'll probably be gone for the rest of the year, but they're in a good enough spot where they're going to make the playoffs. And then come playoff time, salary cap goes away. He comes back. He's magically ready to go for game one. Uh, it was something the the Blackhawks did in 2015. Patrick Kane broke his collarbone. Uh, it was supposed to be out like eight weeks. They put him on long-term injured reserve went and traded for Antoine Vermette, who ended up being a huge piece in that cup run. And then out of nowhere, Patrick Kane just managed to magically come back two or three weeks early from his injury for game one of the uh, game one around one of the playoffs. So you see this happen a lot. Tampa did it with Nikita Kucherov last year, didn't play a single game 
in the regular season in that short COVID year. And then poof, game one of the playoffs comes around when the cap doesn't exist. He's ready to go. So you see a lot of teams try and manipulate the cap that way. And that's kind of what makes it interesting. See who's willing to shut down a guy for a long time. Um, there will be some big trades on the horizon. Mark Andre Fleury might be one of the bigger names that gets moved. A lot of teams out there, a lot of contenders like Toronto kind of need a goaltender. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. That's probably the biggest name on my radar because the goaltenders at the deadline with one year left on their deal are, are often hot commodities. All right. Something to keep an eye out for. Hey. What do we, what do we, so what do yeah. we got for tonight? What's, what's, what are we betting? All right. I, I, I took a look at the board and I, there's some, some very good value. You guys have had me on here often. I, I like the value bets. Uh, one bet I went on with here is, is not a value bet, and that's an over in the, the Toronto-Columbus game. That's the one I'm going to get to first because I think that's the one, if you like, you should hop on right now. It, it was at minus 125 when I sent Dan these lines an hour ago. I believe it's already at minus 140 for that over. Uh, Columbus overs are a thing this year. They're, they're hitting at like a 63% clip. Uh, I believe eight of their last nine have gone over six and a half. Ten of their last 14 have gone over six and a half. Toronto, three of their last four have gone over six and a half. They played last night, so they're going to have a backup goaltender. Uh, they're also one of the highest powered offenses in the NHL. Columbus scores a whole lot of goals. They don't really play defense. They don't have very good goaltending. Their, their top two goaltenders are still kind of hurt. Um, so that's an over that if you can get that at six and a half and minus 140 is a lot of juice, but I really do kind of think that one's going to hit. So if you feel comfortable, uh, go ahead and, and roll that one or maybe even try going for with an alt over at minus seven. Oh boy, seven. reading my mind, Matthew. Andy, I've been on this show with you before and I've seen you enough on it. I know you love a good alt line, so that's why I wanted to throw that line in there for you. Go get an alt over seven and a half, get an alt over eight, have some fun with it. Maybe take the alt over six and a half to kind of hedge yourself a little bit, but don't, uh, <laughs> don't, don't, don't hesitate to try an alt over on that one. Exactly. You, you, I think I, seven and a half, eight and a half, ten and a half. I think I recall giving you a, a White Sox, Tim Anderson bet where I gave you like an over four and a half bases total. And you did that same thing. And I, I think you ended up winning a, a couple hundred bucks on that one because you just took like over eight and a half bases and you ended up hitting everything. Um, he did. That's that's what you get for for listening to my homer picks sometimes. Um, I am going to go with another uh, pair of puck lines. I'll start with your your flyers, Alex. Um, they are they're bad, as you probably know. They're they're two eleven and seven in their last like twenty games. So that's did math that up there. Yeah, that's twenty. Uh, right. Did have a tough tough hard fought overtime loss to Carolina last night, four to three in overtime, or yesterday I should say in overtime. But second end of a back-to-back -back going up against a very physical, tough St. Louis Blues team that can actually kind of beat you both ways now. They can either play you tough or they, they have the skill to outscore you. Uh, that's just a really tough matchup for what's not a very good Philadelphia Flyers team right now. And if you're going to give me plus money with that, uh, I, I really like those odds. The Blues have been playing pretty good hockey lately. And like I said, the, the Flyers just just not that. They've lost five in a row. I think four of those have been by uh, by two or more so. That's a that's a team you just kind of want to fade right now if you're going to get a team as good as St. Louis at plus 115. Uh, that's one to take. And Andy, if you want to look for like an alt minus two, see what they're going to pay you for that. If that can get you up to like plus 140, might also be worth a shot there as well. I like a good blowout. I hope all these games are blowouts. <laughs> I hope so too. Um, and then the Florida Panthers, I've, I've been on them all year. Uh, I, I think right now they're the best team in hockey. They are coming home after a, a pretty long layoff or, sorry, not a long layoff, pretty long road trip. So that's the 
The one thing that scares me, I know, Alex, you talk about in the NBA a lot. A lot of times teams coming back from a long road trip, first game home, they're, they're due for a little bit of a letdown. Uh, that said, my, my counterpoint to that with the Panthers is they're 23-3-0 and at home this year. So they've, they've had these situations and have clearly gotten through them a couple times. Uh, Nashville is, is a team that's kind of battling for the playoffs in the West. They're, they're going to be a, a lower seed. They're, I think, fourth in the Central right now. They're, they're battling it out with a, a handful of teams for those last couple playoff spots. But they're in a little bit of a skid. Um, they are a little bit banged up right now. They, I, I believe three of their last five they've lost by two or more. And, and Florida, I just cannot stress enough, is, is the best team in the NHL right now, especially when they're at home. So if you're going to give me plus 120, again, I, I know it's the, the whole coming back from a long road trip thing, but that's just value that's kind of too good to pass up on, on what's been hockey's best team, especially as of, uh, as of late. I get down with that. Yeah, I like your I like your puck lines. It's like me with golf. I actually have one of these in golf where I'm not afraid to. I mean, some people look at it as I think Frank ragged on me a little of this in baseball, like the what's a team doesn't have a motivation to win by more than one. It doesn't matter, it, you know, to the mm-hmm. to the end goal of winning. But hockey, I mean, insurance runs in baseball are a thing. It's not like teams quit trying when they're up one. And the same thing goes with this, especially a team with a one goal lead. It's my favorite part is catching one of these on an empty netter. Like just watching yeah. it slide down the ice and hoping your depth perception is good enough to uh, realize it's going into the goal or not. I've had some of those where it goes a three quarter, three quarter uh, ice shot. Is that what you call it? Three yeah, quarter uh, ice. Sure, from the blue line, other blue, from the from the opposite blue line. You could say yeah. from the red line. Yeah, from the red line or whatever. And it just and it just like goes you know a few inches off to the right. Like that's it's, annoying. I like empty netters. Yeah, it's. I mean, a lot of these games, like if if you want the Panthers money line, there's just, yeah, you can bet that, but they're going to be like minus two hundred favorites, minus one eighty favorites. Like, there's really just no value. You got to lay a ton of juice. So essentially, you either think they're going to come out and and blow them out like they probably should because they're just a better team, or you're kind of hoping that it comes down to plus one twenty that they they hit an empty netter. Uh, that's that's kind of just a fun thing to root for. And there's a whole lot more value, I think, in, in betting the puck line as I've, I've talked about on here in my blogs and just about all season long. Sure. Good segue too. Good segue for your blogs. Matt write, writes up hockey bets oh, a few times a week. He'll put some articles up on the Betsperts app. You can check that stuff out there. And at mrooney23 on the Twitter machine. Um, I did do the uh, I did do the the parlay odds. If you want to do all three of those picks tonight, it's like plus seven ten, which I think is I think I might sprinkle a little bit on that. And I, I did want to give out yeah. one more in the the in honor of the anniversary of the Miracle on Ice, which I was. 42 years ago today, I believe. Uh, I'm going to give out an underdog money line. Uh, Columbus is not plus like a thousand like Team USA was, but uh, they are plus 170 against Toronto. Toronto's going to be on a, on a backup goaltender most likely tonight. Uh, they, they lost five to two against Montreal. Columbus is playing pretty decent hockey lately and they can score a lot. Um, second end of a back-to-back against a team that's fast skates well plays a, a high octane style of game might be a little bit tough ask so if you're looking for a, an individual underdog money line bet that's the one i'm going to give out is, is columbus at plus 170 at home their colors are red white and blue and they're playing exactly. a, team, a team from a country we hate in canada there you despite go probably most of columbus's roster being canadian anyway we'll just kind of gloss over that we're going to gloss over that fact and just say it's it's a team from the heartland of america i'm down there you the money go line. I like that. All right. Thanks a lot, Matt. We'll probably, well, let's do this again next week. Let's talk some hockey. 
I'll uh, I'll talk to you later. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for the picks. And like I said, check out Matt's blogs over on the BetSperts app. A few times a week, he's putting out picks yeah. if you want to be betting some hockey. Thanks, guys. Love talking hockey whenever I get the chance, buddy. There's still no NBA, Alex. I don't know. I suppose you can still bet tennis. It's fine. We'll get through. It's still weird. Like, I always just want to throw it to you for NBA, and it's just not a thing. I did bet some basketball, as uh, Leg Show has pointed out. Holy Cross was a holy disaster last night. They were close for, like, the first five minutes, and then it just went went all the shit. And it's funny. The, the play that I talked about, where I was like, hey, you know, I bet this early. Somebody else might have bet it. This total has moved up, like, three and a half, four points. Maybe don't bet this. Didn't Didn't sniff getting there. I think it lost by like 25 points. Like the, <laughs> the steam, the steam was not correct. The scoring was way down. And uh, so maybe you, maybe you ignored that pick and went two and one instead of two and two. Like I did. I have a four pack again tonight. I think most of these are pretty well within the line. Maybe, you know what? Maybe there is another one you can skip. If you don't get my notifications on the BetSperts app, I put these out a little earlier. One of these games starts in an hour and 15 minutes, and it is St. Thomas versus a local school, Minnesota. St. Thomas versus North Dakota. I took an under here. A few other people I've seen have had this under. St. Thomas hasn't won a game in quite a while. They don't have a very good defense, but they don't have a very good offense either. I have this hopefully mapped out somewhere in the – in the lower 140s, I know these totals can be just dicey, especially these higher totals, like the Citadel game last night. That Citadel game, again, that went under, that I won, the live total when I checked it at certain points was well into the 160s. It ended up landing on 150 exactly. Like, you just, again, don't watch that stuff. It drives me up a wall. So, yeah, the Tommies are favorites here. And, yeah, North Dakota is also a very bad team, a low-end defense but a low-end offense. It should just be a rock fight with uh, a rock fight with some fast pace. That's why this total is up here. So I'm looking at under 148 and a half. If this is too low, if this is down, like it's looking, I'd maybe play a 147. If you can find that anything past that, probably skip it. I know these early, early day games take a lot of action from you DGens. Maybe that's what's moving this one. My other total is Bonaventure and Rhode Island, the Rams, this is, uh, again, a Rams defense is very good. Keeps the total a little low, but they do run a pretty quick pace compared to the slower pace Bonnies. I think the Rams will be able to keep the pace up a little compared to a normal Bonaventure game. And St. Bonaventure's offense is very good, despite playing a little slow. If Rhode Island forces the pace a little, St. Bonaventure could score a lot of points here. So looking at an over 133, that looks like a number that's still widely available and then a couple sides in a real stink fest in the mid-american conference <laughs> i mean there's some bad teams there's like five teams that are pretty rough basically all three directional michigan schools northern illinois and bowling green are are real bad and bowling green actually has 12 wins they're just not against conference teams so this is uh northern illinois getting three points on the road taking on Eastern Michigan. They're coming off a home game on Saturday. They haven't played in a few days. And Eastern Michigan's offense is the worst in the league. It is really, really atrocious. I I get that Northern Illinois is bad, but I have this a lot closer to a pick despite how bad both teams are. Getting, getting a few points here feels good. Um, 
it could be an ugly game. This is one I will not pay attention to. Just check the score, check the accounts afterwards. And then this is one I hemmed and hawed on all morning before I placed this bet. New Mexico was a team I didn't bet the other day against. I, I pointed it out. I said they're not very good away from the pit. They're taking on a, a San Jose State team that can be kind of squarely. They're laying a bunch of points. They ended up losing a game they were favored by, I uh, I can't remember, six, seven, maybe more. They lost yeah, the game there. by, they lost the game by like 16 points. <laughs> and in, uh, to San Jose State, it was a bad loss. Uh, coming off this bad loss into a Tuesday game, maybe not the best place to back them, but the numbers just flesh this out. It's, it's a decent enough offense. They shoot the three ball well. If that's hitting, they can hang with Utah State, despite them being one of the better teams in the uh, in the conference. They don't shoot the three very well. If it comes down to three-point shooting, New Mexico's live to get an ugly upset here. So plus 12, this isn't my favorite look, but you play a lot of stinky teams. It's like you, Alex, when you play when you play Rockets sometimes. Like we're taking the Rockets plus 10 tonight, and it doesn't feel good, but this is more of a model play. And then one I did skip was the Boise State over. My numbers are always going to tell me like, hey, that number's a little too low. <laughs> it literally cannot be too low. I don't think those are, those are, should probably be tickling into Ivy League range where there's like 115s on the board. Total's 120. If you want to get squarely with it, maybe find a live over somewhere in there when it drops down to like 98. It's, it's like I've said, I think, I forget what team it was. You're getting like 15 points. You're like, I hate this. You're betting a team that's bad. I'm like, well, you don't have to be very good. I mean, you know, it's it's a basketball game. I mean, you look at some of these totals. They're so low. Again, teams don't have to be good. They just have to be a little better than they are normally. Yeah. Drew had me talking tennis last night, which was kind of fun, since I actually paid a little attention to Guadalajara and the other tournament that I can't think of for the men. Talk but about that. Are they in Dubai now? Yeah, so the men in, are in Dubai. And, and or no, they're also in Guadalajara. It's, the men are in Guadalajara and Dubai. The women are in Doha and Guadalajara. Yeah, something like that. I you don't can't mix up the Either boys way, and I, girls there. Got to switch them. I didn't make any bets, but I did pay attention. A little fun. I think I'm going to probably try to get a little deeper into the ATP as we get close to slam season. But you've got a couple fun ones today in both tournaments for the WTA. Hey, Doha cruising right now. A couple matches on. Jill Teichman, a big favorite here. Looks like she's going to beat um, Van Eubank. We'll see how that goes. Sabalenka putting one on Cornet here. Curious to see kind of what happens there. Spytek and Galubic just started. Saw a couple smart people bet the over there. No plays for me. But in Doha, this one, again, will be tomorrow morning. These have started around 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, East Coast time. Um, going to take a set under here and, and wait a little bit. This line's just starting to open. You should be able to find under nine plus 110 or under nine and a half, like minus 140, a handful of places once this opens. And really, when I look at this here, these two historically have played very quick sets. They played a handful of times. Um, most sets go under nine, but a lot of three set matches here for both and a lot of three set matches in general on these courts. I'm not sure. What about these courts? It seemed to be generating a lot of tiebreakers and a lot of three-set matches. It could be, you know, how level the field is and how good everyone is. You're seeing more competitive matches and things like that. But, you know, Mertens has generally been pretty good here. I think she can take a set. Um, so I'm not going to go with the under. But, again, I think the sets here are going to be pretty quick. We're looking at 6-3, 6-2, I think, in, you know, 
each set, whether it be two or three. So grab a first set under nine plus 110 was my preference. I'll take the push on the six three. If there's a nine and a half at minus 145 or better, go ahead and play that as well. Again, that'll be open in a little bit. Match starts early tomorrow morning, about four o'clock Eastern. And then Guadalajara, I believe both of these are this afternoon. Um, at the very least, the first one here, we're going to take a parlay, put uh, Camilla Osorio Serrano, who they've actually just cut down to Camilla Osorio. So books are kind of adjusting her name there. Again, look for Osorio or Osorio Serrano. She was actually a four-name player for a while. So she's down to two, which I guess is nicer for everybody. Like her here over Victoria Tomova has done well um, in Mexico the couple times that she's been here before. Have her on the outright here. She's only minus 230. I would have her minus 300 in that spot. And then Rebecca Masarova, I was actually able to grab her earlier around like minus 125, minus 130. She's out to minus 150, which again, still looks like value to me. I had her at minus 165, almost minus 130. 70 and that's before again considering she's a qualifier she's been here played a handful of matches in the altitude chloe piquet coming in here pretty fresh put the two of them together you get plus 140 you know um again the way parlays can be good or bad i again i have a little bit of edge on both these money lines so instead of trying to lay a bunch of juice put them together should still be okay there um and then the next one's a total potapova schmedlova 21 um actually played this at minus 115 i would play this at minus 120 or better if you have a 21 and a half at better than standard juice that's fine Thought maybe about going over two and a half sets here, but only found plus 150. If you happen to find an over two and a half set price at like plus 160, again, lines are still opening on here. Go sprinkle that for a little bit there, but should be a very competitive match here. The two have played a couple times before all those matches going three sets, long sets in both of them. Um, again, expecting just a competitive match. Kind of, again, a continuation of what we've seen a little bit here. So over 21 at minus 120 or better, and then 21 and a half at you know, minus 105 or better. Yeah, like a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Prop, parlay, total. All the half asks if you miss talking soccer. We didn't talk much soccer. I just didn't get time to dig into the two matches. I'm not super excited about the Chelsea match. Um, Dan, if you scroll up in the chat a little, Dan has an anytime goal. What what is it, Alex? It's his number it's, 22. Uh, Timothy Timothy Wea or Way, I don't know. Um, but yes, he's number 22 for Lily. He turns 22 today, and today is February 22nd, 2022. So I think that you should go ahead and take his anytime goal scorer to win $222.22, um, whatever the number is there. We're going to go for a karma play there. I mean, go ahead and play it for a bigger number if you want. Toss an extra two on there, but I think you got to at least get for? the five. Do we know uh, who he plays Lil. for? Lil? Is it Lil or Lily? I don't know. Lily. I don't know. I, I, you know what? I, I don't follow. Well, it's uh, French. You generally pronounce pronounce less letters when it's French. Le, 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 le. I don't follow the French league because it stinks outside of one team. Um, I mean, Chelsea's okay. been rolling people. They're just going to keep rolling people. You think? I mean, well, that's the thing. I, I looked at Lille's head to heads here, and they played PSG. You know, was it a couple weeks ago? They lost five to one at home. Like when they play a really good team, they might just get the shit stomped out of them. Um, so be interesting to see how this turns out. Maybe, maybe, uh, a look at the over live. If it's, uh, if it starts a little slow, looks like this total is just sitting at two and a half. So Chelsea team total over. I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm staying off these. I'll dig into the champions league matches tomorrow. I think there's a much better slate tomorrow. I'll have some more golf tomorrow. I started out with a couple matchups. I haven't placed any outrights yet. I've been very, Tentative on those this year. 
I don't I don't like how my model's shaping up on most of these tournaments. Uh, we talked about last year or last week. The whole top 10 was there. Eight out of the next 20 guys were there, or eight out of the next 10. Uh, there's only five out of the top 25 at this tournament. This field is much, 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 much worse. Like, if you're looking, oh, why is Sung JM like 10 to 1 some places? It's because the field stinks out loud. A lot of people, a lot of people take this week off, which is fine. It's still a good tournament. It's a tough course. You know, we're heading over to Florida where there's some Bermuda, and I did play two matchups. The one is a little scary because I know a lot of smart people that are just continuing to ride the Cameron Young train. And I guess, I guess that's fine. I don't, I don't know if his approach game is continually repeatable. He's had a nice month, but if you look at a big sample size, his stats on approach have not been this good. If that regresses at all, like this is probably a misprice. He's getting priced up a little higher based on some of these results he's had. So I, I, I don't love doing this, but it's a little more of a contrarian play, but uh, wise, Aaron Wise over Cam Young, minus 110. And then the other one I do really, really kind of love, this one stuck out like a sore thumb, especially last week. We It's the, with Mito being the flavor of the week and Joaquin Neiman winning, it's just, it's South American golf. Who cares about the Saudi league? Maybe we start a Venezuelan league. And everybody heads down there because it's the age of the South American golfer. And I took uh, Viegas and I laid the one and a half strokes, as I alluded to earlier when we were talking hockey, over Henrik Stenson. And Henrik Stenson here is definitely a fade for me. He is just coming over to America. He played, you know, the DP Tour. He didn't place very well in any of the events, the Dubais, the Abu Dhabis. He made cuts, but he didn't play all that well. Viegas played well here last year. I think it was a top 10-ish. Uh, again, Henrik hasn't made the cut here in about five years. So a, a nice little look for, again, a guy from South America who can play well on the surface, putt well on the surface, and uh, looking for uh, hopefully a couple winners in the match-to-match, head-to-head matchups here at PGA National Champion Course in Florida for the Honda Classic. <laughs> I like it. I'm ready. Let's do it. Golf. Did you put it? Did you put any of these? So I mean, outrights. You're a little hesitant. I mean, do we, is there still a pretty good way to get some value in these outrights? Have you checked props well for any outrights? I haven't looked yet for golf. I have. There's some master stuff up. I haven't looked if there's anything for this week. Be interesting to see if people are putting stuff up there for the smaller tournaments. I know there was right away for whatever tournament we were looking at when we had our guest on talking uh, talking with Luke about prop swap. They're mostly masters, but there were some like Amex ones on there, which was pretty funny to me that they were selling those early in the week. But uh, no, just uh, wanted to mention prop swap again. We still have our giveaways. If you do sign up using our Using our links, using our codes, we can still get you some free swag, some free gear. If you have any questions on that, reach out. Again, using the promo code BETSPERTS, it's a 100% deposit match up to 500 bucks. So if you did want <clears throat> to buy a Masters feature off PropSwap, it's essentially half price right now. That is coming up in about six weeks. I believe yeah. the national title game is on my birthday, April 4th, doxing myself. Oh. And then that Wednesday, it's always a Monday. That Wednesday is the will be the par three contest for the Masters. So it's one of the best. Dan says, Dan says there are Honda tickets on PropSwap. So check it out. Hit us up if you have any questions. But yeah, take advantage of that promo code. Get yourself a hundred percent deposit match. Hit the thumbs up in the YouTube chat. 
leave a comment if you have a Champions League bet for me. You have three hours on that. And with that, I'll check you tomorrow.